Welcome to Electrician U, the friendliest electrical forum on the internet where asking the simple questions is nothing to be ashamed of. Electrician U, we have the solution for trade-related ignorance. I'm your host, Brock Lancaster, and we have our co-host this evening, Matt Bergman, and our other co-host, who we know as Fake Dustin, Moto Dude, uh, who is our guest in our uh, Discord chat area, and he'll be joining us as well. Uh, now, today's topic is titled personal and professional conflicts on the job site. Uh, and as some of us know, in any work environment where you've got, uh, say, you know, multiple people performing multiple tasks, you know, say the construction site or wherever you may be, you're always going to have some form of conflict. And um, sometimes it's negative, sometimes it's positive, and um, sometimes it's productive, and sometimes it's destructive. And there's also times when conflict is absolutely necessary to build upon your ideas. And um, I mean, I would say for myself, there's been times where I've sat in planning meetings and I've said, "Hey, I don't like your idea, but I think we should go with it anyway to see how it come, you know, what comes out of it and who's right." And I think that tends to, you know, when I say things like that, it throws people off because they come, you know, expecting you know. Some kind of fight or some kind of of um war to go on um and so trying to process the fact that like i'm dead against what they want to do but at the same time I'm standing 100 percent behind it and then there's like sometimes where it's like you know we can just dig our heels in and say hey i'm not going to cooperate with you at all unless you do things my way what, what, what do you guys think about that i think there's two there's two kinds of like um conflicts that come about there's ones that you have with general contractors and then there's like actual like customer conflicts where you you're interfacing directly with a customer there's no middleman and you have to go about those completely separately yes i mean especially like if it's if it's with a customer directly yeah you can't you've got to be very cautious on how you want how, how that goes down because if it goes down the wrong way then you're never going to have a customer which can also lead to other customers you know, it's it's a it's a really it's it's a long it's a really tall tree to fall down. Right. So you pretty much can't uh, uh, dig your heels in with a customer and say you're going to do it my way or I'm walking. Yeah. Still keep that like customer. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the supers, man, they don't like it either. But at least with the supers, you have some kind of you have something to chew on there. Right, because the deal is really made between your boss and their boss, not so much between you and them. Right. Uh, hey, well, I th go ahead. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, with the, with the customer stuff, you have to, it's one of those things where you, you have to sit back, bite your teeth, be very super professional, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. And then when you're in the truck and you're about five miles down the road, then you can lose your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, um, even in situations like that, um, I still think that, um, you know, when you run into that kind of conflict, there's ways to handle it to where, you know, you say, Mr. Customer, this is not going to be able to happen the way you want it to, but you could always address it in a way where it's not so much like it's got to be in a negative way, where instead of saying, you know, no, you're not going to get this versus saying, okay, well, what we can do is this and it will still give you the same result because I know for a fact that if I give you this alternative, I can make you happy, if not happier. Yeah, definitely. That goes for both like dealing with your uh, superintendents and GCs as well. If you say, Hey, we can't put this, uh, 
14 gauge wire on a 60 on a 60 amp breaker here's why here's mm -hmm. what i think we should do mm -hmm. they're gonna take that a lot better rather than you just spitting out hey you're stupid we can't do this right. it's gonna be received a lot better on both sides of the spectrum mm -hmm. absolutely uh what do you what do you think dustin uh in an instance like that if it was uh something that silly i would just do it and not tell them Ha, okay, I got you. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's one, one of those things where, um, I, I don't know, like so, sometimes you're just going to run into brick walls where those people are not going to budge an inch. And sometimes mm -hmm. you have to do what's correct, even though they don't want, want it done that way. Right, like, yes. So sometimes you just kind of go, uh-huh, and then continue on about what you're doing. And yep. that that's honestly how our boss has told us to do it. Like if the GC comes up to us and says, Hey, I need you to do it this way. Um, hold on. Yeah. I, I mean, I, th I think you're absolutely right about that because um, what does happen in those situations is that the customer finally comes back and says, you know what? I think what you were telling me the first go around is the right way to do it so therefore i'd like you to go back and change it and you say okay no problem i'll go back and do it that way when you've already done it that way um so it's like you've kind of avoided a negative conflict while you still had conflict and the way you resolve conflict is do things your way uh, uh without necessarily telling the person until they came to their senses so to speak um and then I've even like dealt with that myself where like, let's say um, I put an AV system in and I knew exactly what the home theater was supposed to sound like. So I, you know, tuned it in everything and I just had the thing just really shaking the room, shaking the whole house and everything. And um, the homeowner said, oh, that's too much bass and it's going to uh, disturb the baby and all this kind of stuff. All these reasons why the system was just too terribly loud and why it was just too thunderous and everything. And then, um, so I just, you know, just basically tuned it down to make it sound like just a regular TV. And then when they had friends over for movie night, all of a sudden they wanted everything turned back up like the way I had it initially. And I think what ended up happening in that situation wasn't no necessarily that they were uh, second guessing me or that they were, um, uh, you know, trying to go against me. But I think what it was is they just really wanted to control the situation. And for some reason or another, the ego couldn't handle them, you know, me kind of dictating how their system was going to sound. So it's like they wanted to be able to say, okay, well, if I'm paying this guy, he's going to do exactly what I tell him to do. And if I got to tell him to turn it down, then he's going to turn it down. If you tell him to turn it up, he's going to turn it back up again. And I think once, you know, they were able to establish that, hey, I'm in charge here because I'm the paying customer, then uh, uh, that's when, you know, things kind of leveled out and they were pretty much happy happy with anything that I did to the system. Yeah, I can't tell you how many customers I when I was working in production where they wanted us to move light fixtures a mm -hmm. half an inch, an eighth mm -hmm. of an inch to get it perfectly in line. It's like okay, I get it. You're the customer but like that's unreasonable, man. Like you can't And when I told them I'm like when when I told them we had to move a light box, it's like, hey, I'm gonna pull this light down. You're gonna have to have someone come patch this. And then we can hang the light back up. Like you can't just put the light back up. I'm like, no, we can't put the light back up. There's holes in the ceiling, mm -hmm. and they don't understand like the whole scope of the jobs when you ask for stuff like that. Absolutely, absolutely.
And then um, even like when it comes to, um, okay, so we're talking about homeowners and we're talking about uh, the GCs and, and that sort of thing. Um, also, what about, let's say, uh, conflicts when it comes to vendors or subcontractors? Uh, because a lot of times they find themselves in the same position that we're in, where let's say if we bring in a sub to do a particular type of, of work for us and they're used to doing things a certain way, Yet we're telling them to do it differently. Um, do, you, do you ever deal with, with subcontractors who uh, uh, kind of, you know, put their spin on it? Then you like kind of what they did after the fact? No, um, with my, my my company is really not big enough to need mm -hmm. subcontractors where we're kind of just uh, we do everything that's required for the job, whether it's trenching or mm -hmm. whatever, any kind of part of the trade that's not like repairing drywall we typically do okay just because we're so small we don't have that that income to hire out subcontractors so we just do it mm -hmm. okay i got you <laughs> yeah yeah as far as far as subcontractors go i mean most of the time like i end up going back and fixing things that they're doing because they they don't have the same respect because it's not their contract so yes a lot of times they'll, they'll send good point like second rate guys that mm -hmm. are like you know this close to being fired from their own company but yeah. they're still good enough to get a job done and you end up going back and having to put on bushings and you know strapping you know their their stub through pipes and all that crap and mm -hmm. it, it's half the time it's just a hassle like um we we sub out all of our fire alarm stuff but mm -hmm. we're we're still in charge of it like it's in our contract right so we get screwed on that end Mm -hmm. I haven't really found anything that I like that they do that I'm just like, oh, that's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but you know, you, you made a very interesting point about like uh, uh, when a subcontractor doesn't necessarily respect the relationship that you have with the client. Uh, because I even had a situation where I just had a very, very difficult client um, that I was kind of tap dancing around. And um, to not go into all the details of it, but just think about like a situation, let's say, if you're um, doing construction in a client's home and they want you to paint the drywall before you mud and tape it um, because they want to see what the color is going to look like on the wall before they commit to it. And so, you know, it's like, you know, it's backwards, but you do it anyway because they're paying you good money and you're just like trying to keep them happy, keep them from, you know, going back to your boss and yelling at you and all kind of stuff. So you say, okay, I'll do no matter, you know, I'll do anything you want me to do, no matter how ridiculous it is. But then when you bring the subcontractor in, now they've got opinions. You know, now they want to say, you know, you're, you're crazy for letting, letting, letting them push you around like that. And it's like, you know, just, just, you know, keep, keep it down a bit. You know, you don't have to like, you know, get into it with this customer. All I ask you to do is just come in and do X, Y, Z. And, and, and please don't tell my customer that they're crazy or they're wrong, you know, or that I'm wrong, you know, just, just, just come in and, you know, just do it, get your money going about your business. You know, no need for you to, you know, start a conflict with somebody that you don't even, that you're not even doing business with. So, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Dustin. Definitely. Yeah. That does bring up a pet peeve of mine though, is mm -hmm. I tell, like, I tell a customer I'm like, Hey, if we do it this way, it'll look a lot better. But then they're like, no, I want, I want it done this way so that you do it the way they want it. It looks like garbage and you have to do it the way you said originally. That's one of my pet peeves. I know we all get paid the same regards of redoing old work, but it's just, it's such yep. a pain to do the same thing twice or three or four times. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. But it's like just one of those things that kind of make the difference sometimes where you move it to the left, move it to the right, move it to the left again. You're going to get more work out of it. Yeah. This, I, yeah. I'm, I'm of the opinion that let's get it right the first time. That's mm -hmm. just, you know, what I hope and pray one day is I can just come in, get everything nailed the first time and never have to touch it again. But that's not real life. So right. Mm -hmm. uh, the customer's always going to have something they want slightly changed or, oh, this TV outlet that's, you know, on this wall, I actually wanted it on this other wall. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, yep. and, and they wait until after the sheet rocks up and they're mm -hmm. just about to paint it. And then you're like, really? <laughs> but like right now we're having, we're running into an issue with one of our customers. Uh, and it's not the general contract. The general contractor is not being a buffer because the, the, um, the customer's actually in there walking the job site and is going up to our guys and telling them, hey, we need to add, um, you know, uh, data boxes over here. And we need to add, we need to move these plugs over to here. And they're, they're sitting here dictating to us what we need to do and not going through the proper steps uh, where we make sure, okay, well, this is what your original plans that you approved are. You have to pay us to move this stuff. Let's just make it common practice that every time you enter a construction project, you have to have them watch a video or some kind of training how the construction process works. <laughs> yes. Because yeah, once, but I, once, I, once I've installed this box, I don't care if you want it moved one stud over, you're going to pay me to take those two screws out and move it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. But, you know, if, if they're not willing to watch that video, are you not going to use them as, are you not going to do business with them? You know. No, but it would just be nice if the, like the customers, because I when I worked in production, uh -huh. the the homeowners would come in, they'd walk the house, they want to see the house being built, right? Mm -hmm. And they would come in, they'd be like, "Hey, can you move this? Can you move that?" We're like, no, we can't do anything because you're you don't own this house. This is not your house until you close on the paper. Right. Mm -hmm. And they didn't like being told that wasn't their house, and right. that that caused all kinds of problems. And then let's say. We moved it to their specification. Well, the builder doesn't know about that that change. So when they do the walk, it gets it gets tagged as a mistake. You you fix the mistake, and then the customer's like, "Well, why is this here? We had it move put over there." Mm -hmm. And the builder's like, "I don't know about that. Like, what are you talking about?" Right. Yep. Yeah, uh, and, and so I guess like to avoid conflict, you always have you're supposed to follow that chain of command. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You only you only get change orders from the person who's signing your paycheck. Correct. That that's so, how you that's it might it may piss the customer off, but that's the best way to avoid having to do any kind of extra work. Yeah, yeah. I figure if the customer's gonna be mad at me, it's gonna be because I followed the rules. Right. Yeah. So and that's like one of the things. Like uh, one of the guys here is like, isn't that what the purpose of the walkthrough is? Is for the customer to actually visualize where devices are going to be. I'm, there's actually some really fantastic technology out there that not a lot of people don't know about, but Tremble makes a setup where there is a like a, a almost like a VR headset, but it's see-through, so you don't you know go walk off the edge of a building or anything. Mm -hmm. And you can actually upload the entire system or, or the entire building, and they can do a walkthrough, see where the walls are going to be, see where the the boxes are going to be, where the lights are going to be how it looks as a finished product. The the only problem is it's very expensive. And but I, I would really like to see that incorporated more into like general contractors and things like that. I think it'd be an excellent technology for them to be able to take their customer in and be like, 
is there anything you want to change? Like, you're going to see this as it is finished, but we're not even, we don't even have the studs up yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wonder if that type of technology only creates more problems than it solves, where now you've got a customer that's going to be nagging the GC day in and day out. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? I saw this in a VR yesterday, but I'm wondering if I should you know, make the walls you know, fusion instead of pink. Well, that's what the designer's for. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> we, we ran into that, too. The, uh, the general contractor had already had all the flooring put in. Mm-hmm. And the customer came in, walked the job, and said, "That is disgusting looking. I want that mm-hmm. gone." Yeah. So they, they all that flooring they just put in, they had to go rip it all up mm-hmm. and change the color of it. Wow. But it was, one one uh, very large source of conflict is inner trade conflicts. Yes, okay. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we all know about those, man. Oh yeah. yeah. It, it always seems like you know, on online you always. See and plumbers like just mm-hmm. going at it left and right but i've like very rarely have i ever had a conflict with a plumber it's usually um it's usually un- unfortunately the the low voltage guys you know like oh uh, i need like 12 more uh, stub throughs why you have 12 right there like you're not even using half the ones we put in <laughs> and then like they'll come to you like every every five or ten minutes and ask you for something mm-hmm I think my biggest, my biggest complaint with plumbers in general is the vent stacks on vanities. Why can't we just offset those so I can put my box center of the sink? Mm. Right? It's yep. such a simple, easy fix. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> we've been building the buildings with plumbing, HVAC, and, electri- and electrical for, I don't know, 100 years? That's a pretty safe bet, right? Yes, absolutely. Right. And we haven't figured this out that a little 45 cent offset can solve me putting a hole saw through a fucking vent stack to make it work. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm sure there is a uh, method to the madness in the plumbing trade um, where all your vent stacks have to be perfectly straight. I, don't uh, I could so. be wrong. Okay. I, I no. really don't. I'd have to ask the plumber. Mm-hmm. And our resident plumber is not in the chat today. Yeah. The other the other thing that really drives me nuts is the fact that you know when they're designing this building, like there is a mechanical engineer and an electrical engineer mm-hmm. sitting right next to each other mm-hmm. and designing this entire building. But God forbid they ever go, Hey man, uh can you send me those plans so I can make sure that like my overlay isn't interfering with your overlay? Yeah. No, that that's for you to decide in the field mm-hmm. how to fix right. that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's part of the reason why low voltage people have so many issues, electricians and back and forth, because low voltage people don't really get invited into that planning and engineering meeting. And so when a low voltage guy shows up, he says, oh, I need some more stub outs here. I need this here. I need that there. It's only because they weren't included in the conversation. So they so low voltage guys have no idea, um, you know, what the finishes were going to be or uh, uh, what the different nuances of the, uh, of the rooms are going to be be 
And so it's like when you look at it, you know, when you go into a room and you see uh, you go to part of the building, you see just a straight drywall, not knowing that walls can be built out with, you know, fancy wood paneling and everything. You're planning on being able to just screw your stuff straight to the drywall going about your business. <laughs> and so that when, you know, you find out that this is going to be like this wall is going to be almost like six inches thicker than the drywall. Then now it's like, OK, well, now I need this whole thing reconfigured. You know, I need my boxes moved and I need my conduit moved. And of course, it's going to make the electrician upset because, you know, we should have figured this out early on. And that why you're coming to me, you know, like two months before the project is ending to, to, to get that done. So I, I think like a lot of these inter-trade conflicts are caused uh, uh, at the top, you know, with, with the uh, engineering, the planning, the uh, architects. Because like certain things that they're just not thinking about or even, you know, bringing people in the meeting to discuss. Yeah, I mean, I could. I, I've never sat in and like saw someone, seen someone discuss how we're going to build a building. I'm used to getting some like half baked mm -hmm. plans drawn on a napkin. Yes, like, that's that's what I'm used to getting. Is I'm <laughs> just like, and I'm told to go make it work. Yep. And like I, I was given a set of plans from a contractor once, and it said all switch and plug locations are to be determined by the electrician. Mm, really? Uh huh. Yeah, you think that's great, right? Like, oh, yeah, we get to be in charge where it's all going to make sense. Right. And halfway through the project, we're getting all the switch legs pulled in. GC walks up and he's like, you need to move this entire, all the switches in this room. They're too, they're too high. Right. I'm sorry, what? This is 48 to the center, to the bottom of the box. What do you mean this is too high? Mm -hmm. And we had to re-pull almost half of the... Half the house switch legs. He's like, "Why? Why y'all ever budget?" It's like because you didn't spec where you wanted everything at. So we just kind of did what you told us to do, and it was wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why we're over budget and behind schedule. And um, I think that, like, even like, um, you, you you do have situations where um, you can try to get it in the front end, but let's say like. Uh, your company sends a representative, whether it be a project manager or someone from the office, and they go in there, they don't always ask all the right questions. Um, because they may not think that something is as significant to the project as you think it is. And so they'll go in there and say, hmm, nope, I don't have any questions. It looks all good to me. And then come back to you and say, okay, Matt, you know, here are the plans written on a napkin. There's not a whole lot you have to worry about. Just do what you normally do and it'll be fine. And I know that's a lie as soon as it's told to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, leave, a couple, leave a couple extra loops of wire every single switch leg just in case something happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a small project. It's a simple project. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. And that's when I start running away and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then I would say that you also have conflicts if it's not so much in, you know, uh, the inner trade conflicts, but just even like with your direct coworkers, uh, especially like if you have a situation where two people are put on the same pro same task, yet um, nobody's really sure who the lead is. Or let's say you may have, so you're working with somebody who used to come, they, they work for the, with an, a different company before, and so they have their ways of doing things, and your company has a way of doing their, their uh, things. And um, it's like they don't want to really adjust to the new way of doing something. They say, oh, no, I did this in my old company, and this is the better way of doing it. And um, people start thinking that their way is the right way. Yeah, I, I can definitely say I've been on both sides of that argument. Mm -hmm. 
and it's it's messy. It gets real, real messy. Because mm-hmm. then, if you're if you're on a project that's been going on for you know a long time, and everyone's used to things being a certain way, and in comes Brock, and he does things just completely opposite, it throws off literally everything that everyone else does. If yes. they come back and do your work, that's true. Yep. And it's such a, it's small things like you know how you fold up boxes mm-hmm. or. It's the little stuff that really throws a wrench in everything. And people need to realize that if you walk into a new company, you need to adopt to their ways. Even if you're a 30 year old, I've been doing it since I was, since electricity was invented. Like you still need to, <laughs> you still need to do it the way that your employer's asking to. Cause a, they're paying you to do it. And it's going to slow down everybody else behind you that has to come and work on your stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you say that it makes me wonder if that is part of the reason why um, there's discrimination against older workers, you know, it's like, do you say, if I hire this, you know, this, this 30 year uh, um, experienced veteran, am I going to have trouble dealing with him in terms of like giving him a task and telling him it's got to be done a certain way? Um, and I've seen that on the job site a few times where, you know, the guy says, you know, back in the eighties, back in the seventies, you know, we didn't do all this, you know, all this stuff you're telling me to do. All we did was, you know, we screwed it to the wall and it worked. Yep. We didn't have grounds. What are grounds for? Grounds are dumb. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. I think it's, it's something when you have conflicts between your own, your own company where it feels like people are trying to like sabotage their own job. Like it's something you got to have a sit down and really figure out why he thinks his way is better. And hopefully you can come to some kind of middle ground. Mm-hmm. But, oh, but yeah. that can also go both ways because I mean, you can also have supervisors that are stuck in their ways too. And they, they want everything done their way and they're not open to newer, faster techniques that could save time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think as a supervisor, like it's a little bit different if you're if you're someone coming in and you're over a job versus you're coming in and you're just a worker bee. It's a bit of a different dynamic. Mm, yeah. If if I'm a, if I have a, if I have a new helper come into my to my crew and he's done things he does things differently, I want to watch and see. Hey, is there any benefit to trying his way? Because the way that I do it, it works. I know it works. But, you know, new new people, new experiences, different experiences, you can kind of learn from that. So, you know, I think it's a supervisor's role to, like, see and assess if it's actually worth trying his way or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do think that if you come into a new environment um, to work for somebody, uh, you're kind of obligated to do things their way until the opportunity comes to show them your way. Um, because... If your idea was better um, and it was working for you, why are you coming here for a job? You know, I mean, that's kind of like a rough way to put it, but it's like uh, um, um, it's like you have to have a certain level of humility coming into a new work environment uh, because you needed to just, you basically needed this job. So you came to this place to, to seek a job. Uh, so it's like, you know, being that this company did it this way and they've been able to stay in business and they're to the point where they need to hire you. Then I don't know if you're really in a position to kind of offer your advice at this point. You know, at least, you know, a new guy coming in. Yeah, I think it really, it, it comes down. I think this is an age difference or maybe an experience thing talking okay. here, but mm-hmm. like for me, I, I, my helper that I had, 
he's been in it for okay, about the same time I had. He had a, uh-huh. a, a different way of going about stuff. Okay. And I like to watch and learn the ways he 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 was trained and he was brought up mm-hmm. because it was just different than mine, right? Right, absolutely. I, I've got two years in the game. Like I'm still I'm bare, I'm still new. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I, I would like to see all the different ways, and that's why I would want to. See, if someone's got a better idea, let's talk it through. Let's let's see if it's actually better than what I had to come up with. But that's just me well, personally. N- well, not you personally, because you would have offered him the opportunity to show you something. Yeah. You know, and if you didn't, you know, then then it, it might be a conflict. But being that you're, you've opened the door to say, hey, show me something, teach me something. You know, this is how I do it. You know, something different. And that's when it's, you know, kind of that, that, that's when it's appropriate to kind of bring your experience into play. But if like, let's say you're, you're in, an, in an environment where you're not with Matt Bergman and, you know, you're with, you know, just some, you know, uh, hard headed, stubborn old man who says, you know, we only screw fl- uh, flathead screws in with a screwdriver. You know, we all, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, that, 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 that's all you're going to do till you, you know, you're not going to bring in your drill, the screw tip, you know, until, until <laughs> uh, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like you said, you know, we're going to do it like, like, uh, um, Dustin was saying, you know, you say, okay, yeah, I'll use a flathead with the, with the, uh, I manually screw it in with, with, with a screwdriver. And as soon as he turns his head and walks away. All right. Zoop, zoop, zoop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. You got a lot done. Yeah. I'm just that fast with a screwdriver. Man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh no. Oh God. I hate flathead screws. <laughs> they need to yeah. be nuked from orbit. Yeah, I, I I run into that from time to time myself, where where it's like I'm um you know taking apart 1900 boxes, taking off the um um RS covers, and I'm just like flying along with you know my my screw bit or maybe my Phillips head screwdriver, and then I get across one that I come across one where it's just a flathead tip. I say, oh my goodness, where, where's my flathead screwdriver? <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean. I- I just realized they still they to this day they still sell flathead six and eight thirty two screws. Mm-hmm. But they do look a whole they, they they do look a whole lot nicer on cover plates. Yeah, cover plates, but the screws are like, you know, a quarter inch long. That's fine. That's like three turns of your wrist and you're on to the next one. Yes, true. Mm-hmm. When like I, I think one of my biggest pet peeves is having to put blank plates up in like attics and you just sit there for five seconds, like five, ten seconds screwing in <laughs> yeah. a two inch long blank cover plate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when I, I do. I do that bad thing. I just take drywall screws and zip zip and I'm walk on to the next one. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially <laughs> if that, that attic is hot also. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, so uh, what I want to do is just take one quick break here just to let everyone know if you enjoy what you're listening to. Um, I'd also like to share with you that we have all kinds of trade-related material um, at electricianu.com. Uh, so if like you're studying for your state exam or you want to edify your own knowledge, we offer a comprehensive array of videos, study guides, um, interactive forums. Uh, we have even like online classes um, on a weekly basis at Electrician U. And uh, we'd like for everybody to take a moment to check out what we have at electricianu.com. We have all kinds of social media platforms that we're on. Uh, and we even have a practice test for anyone who's uh, just basically studying for the exam. And so there's just so many things that we have available. Available at electricianu.com. Uh, take some time to check it out. Um, and if you decide that you want to become a member, uh, look at our membership uh, um, tab and it will tell you all about how you can become a member here at Electrician U. So if um, 
the other thing I want to talk about, you know, when it, when it comes to um, personal and professional conflicts on the on the job site, I would even say like when you start getting into the personal conflicts, you know, because like we've been talking about everything that's been like professional and trade related um, up to this point. But even like personal conflicts, like sometimes you have people who don't like being talked to a certain way. Um now, you have some people who've just been used to talking to people a certain way, where it's like, let's say I, I met one guy, he kind of yells at everybody when he talks only because that's the way he's always talked his whole entire life. And then you may have like, you know, some young guy or some newbie, you know, kind of gets his feelings hurt because it's like he's never been yelled at a day in his life. And we're, we're now we've got this guy yelling at me like a drill sergeant, even though he's not my boss. And um, so now I want to fight him. And it's like, well, gee, what did I do? You know, all, all we're doing is talking. I said, no, no, you're screaming at me and, you know, call me all kinds of names and everything. And um, well, I mean, what do you all think about that when it comes to, like personal conflicts? If, you know, you don't like somebody's personality or the way that they talk or, you know, how they deal with you. So I'm going to be like 100 percent real here. It's going to it's going to come off pretty harsh. OK, go ahead. But if you can't handle getting yelled at, you're in the mm -hmm. wrong industry. All right. Anything in construction, whether it's HVAC, plumbing, flooring, drywall, doesn't matter. If you can't handle getting yelled at, you need to find another line of work. Like that, that's that's never going to change. It's never going to go away. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's right that it happens, but you can't change everybody. Mm -hmm. so, 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 so you're saying that even drywallers yell at each other? I mean, I yell at drywallers all the time. Yeah, I mean, but it's I, either that or the just the Spanish sounds really angry. I'm not sure yet. Okay, <laughs> all right. I mean, it's just like people get pissed off because sometimes people just don't know what's going on and they do something and it destroys another trade's work and yes. we get angry about that. Mm -hmm. And everyone's knee jerk reaction is you you raise your voice, you start getting kind of aggressive, mm -hmm. and that's that's just the nature of the game. Yes. So I think that if you if you honestly can't take getting yelled at, then it's mm -hmm. it's time to move on. But when it comes to like actual like personality conflicts and when you're if you're working with someone and like you y'all y'all do is just argue and scream and fight, mm -hmm. you need to talk to your boss and be like, listen, this guy's gonna drive me to do dumb things. I need to not be <laughs> in the in the same truck or the same job or mm -hmm. same part of the job site as him. Yep. Yep. You know, one, one area I always have trouble with is people and their work habits. Um, whereas let's say if you ever tried to pick up something with somebody and the moment you pick it up, they're not picking up their half of the heavy thing. And so now you just wasted all the energy trying to pick up your half of it. <laughs> or, 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 or it's like, you know, somebody like if you're carrying something, like let's say just a, a, a four by eight sheet of plywood and the person either in front of you or behind you, they don't know how to walk in lockstep. So that thing is like kind of falling out of your hands because they're either walking too fast or walking too slow. It's like, come on, keep up, keep up, you know? Yeah, you know, and um, or even it's like, let's say it's like, OK, we're going to sit this thing down and they drop it. And now your hand is hurt. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> so I think and I think one thing that like it, one thing that would solve a lot of problems in the trade is communication. Mm -hmm. Yes. Whether it be professional or personal, mm -hmm. if you yell at your helper, you know, it's in the moment you guys get what you're doing done. And mm -hmm. when you're in the truck or you're at lunch, you're like, hey. I yelled at you because X, Y, and Z, uh -huh. right? I need to get your attention and this was happening. I needed, I needed you there right now. Then 
if you can sit back and like explain this is why you got scolded or yelled at it right you it doesn't feel as bad when you know the justification behind why it was why it happened mm-hmm. but I'm I, serious I, lacking that for sure okay How, how's that uh i mean a lot of people get heated and they'll stay heated all day mm-hmm. and when it comes time to you know for lesson time at the end of the day they forget I mean, sometimes they even forget why they were mad or why they yelled yes. for, in the first place. A- absolutely. Yep. So it's like one of those things, like if, you, if you're not going to take care of it in the moment, you know, and just, you know, yell at them. And then as soon as you're done with whatever you're yelling at them at, you know, just explain to them, hey, man, like, this is why we do things the way we do. Because if not, you can you can get somebody hurt. You can, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, absolutely, and and I, I think you you make a good point because that's one area where I fail because I may yell at somebody, think nothing of it, you know, we get past that point, but they're still you know a little you know shaken by the whole moment, and I'm like it's over, done with, and uh, I'm I'm so far past it that I forgot it happened. That's all right. So at the end of the day, you know, you I, I even forget about lesson time. Yep. I think it's, and that goes, and that, that can go with, you know, getting scolded, but also if the trades and the GCs would have, would, would take like a couple hours a week and mm-hmm. they would just have like a, here's what we're doing. Will this cause problems to anybody else? Mm-hmm. And people can talk between each other and yep. figure out solutions, mm-hmm. you know, apart from HVAC guys came in, they ran their ducts, put the furnaces in. Oh look! All my lights are knocked out of the ceiling because that's where their that's where their registers need to go. Yes, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you had just taken a step back and been like, "Hey, let's let's talk about this. Where's your stuff going? Where's my stuff going? What mm-hmm. can we shimmy around, make everything work, so that we're not having to come back and piss piece each other off?" Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. But then also, I think like if if you want to like prevent that conflict or even like resolve it. Uh, um, early on is to entertain a conversation no matter how ridiculous it may be because it can be ridiculous to you but a big deal to someone else and if, and I think if you have one of those situations like let's say I'm going to take a hammer bang out this drywall and think nothing of it but that's like that, that could ruin you know the other person's whole entire day yes and, can mm-hmm. and, and, and so I, I think that um, um, that's definitely a valid point you're making yeah, so I just want to address one of the comments in the stage chat. We had one absolutely. Yeah. Yep. He said it depends on the size of the job. I don't think it does, right? Because okay. there's every trade has a, a leader on site, right? Uh huh. I don't think it's that uncalled for. You get all of them on a Monday while they're drinking their coffee. Get all the foremen in there. They have a little chit chat about things, and they pass it down the line. Hmm. Yeah, right. I don't, and that's on any size job. Like you know, if I'm working on a job and I've got, I'm working on a we rewire right now, right? Mm-hmm. I've got framers, I got plumbers, HVAC, siding guys. I'm constantly talking to all of them, trying to figure out the middle ground between all the stuff we're doing because electrical has the curse and the blessing of being attached to pretty much every trade. Yes, mm-hmm. in everybody's fashion. Bu- we are in everybody's business. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I'm doing stuff that's not going to cause problems for them so they don't cause problems for me. And that's just me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, when it comes down to it, they still have to respect us at the same time because in the end, if we decide to go, okay, well, that's fine. We're just going to pull our power. Their water heaters don't work. Their air conditioning doesn't work. Like, we we can literally shut power off to just about anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, luckily, you know, most of us have uh, cool enough heads not to go to, go that route, but we could yes. very easily go that route. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could go yes, on indeed. a war path. We definitely could. And <laughs> Absolutely, we, because I, I don't I know think, why their pump's not working. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just think about so every day that we have a conflict with another trade. I think to myself, let's just pull the plug. Let's just flip the breaker off. Yeah. We solve this problem right now. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, we, like, we can just go disconnect the pump and you know, or disconnect the water heater, disconnect the yeah. AC system. Mm -hmm. No, uh, yeah, I don't know why it's not working. You got power there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, I walk, I work at a lot of resi jobs. So, you know, a lot of these guys they have like patchwork cords and cables, and I'm like, man, I'm you're you're one argument away from just losing your equipment, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So we can also shut off temp power. You know, like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, we're having to do some maintenance out there. Yeah, you're just going to have to use that uh, that hacksaw to cut off everything. All those two-by-fours, everything. Yeah, yeah so there's a, there's a couple comments in the stage chat. They're saying that part of a GC's job is to resolve intertrade conflicts. Mm-hmm. Supposed but to. In, 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 Supposed in to, my yes. experience, and I'm sure this is going to get echoed around, is the GC causes a lot of the conflicts. Yes, they, they do. do. Yes, they do. <laughs> So, because because like a GC will come in and say, oh yeah, you can put your 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 material over there. It'd be no big deal. And then the floor tiles got floor tile guys come and you know that's where they were going to lay their tile today, and all your material is there. Now they're mad at you over something the GC told you that it was okay to do. Yep. So I think like I, I try to like talk to the trades. Like I'm a social person, so I talk to anybody, yep. anytime, anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I try to keep. I try to make sure that they that they know that if something pops up, don't just do something. You right. know, come find me real quick, and I'll I'll fix it right then and there if, if at all possible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we should all strive to do is talk to each other and make sure that you you give the um, appearance that it's okay mm -hmm. to approach you with problems. So right. another another form of conflict that I see sometimes is on the personal conflict side of things is people bringing literal personal conflicts to the job site, uh, like things yes. that are happening in their personal life. Mm -hmm. um, like, and one of the things that like I learned at a pretty much very young age is you, you got to check that stuff at the door. Yeah. Right. Like, don't bring that on the job site. Like mm -hmm. when you're at work, you're at work and you know, the things that are happening at home or the things that are, you know, happened on the road to the way to work, you know, that is not at work. So you, right. you have to check at the door. Yeah, that right. that that street goes both ways. Though you also can't take work home. Correct, because yeah. it all kind of bleeds together and gets real murky real quick. Mm -hmm. But then I also say that, like uh, uh, when you said, it reminded me of uh, of a job I had right out of, right out of college. Is that in this particular work environment, you had both college students and you had young adults who basically went to work right after high school because they had like life problems that prevented them from doing anything other than working this crappy job that we were all working at. And so those of us who were like, you know, these spoiled brat college students, we would make fun of these people not realizing we're really hurting their feelings. Because like, let's say like you've got problems at home, let's say if you're a single parent or let's say you have a drug problem, drinking problem, what have you. To us, that's comical. You know, at least I'm sorry, you know, for those 
those of us who never really lived real life at the time, we thought all that was comical and it was just on TV. So we cracked jokes about that stuff. And those people would be ready to kill us, ready to, you know, ready to fight. And only reason why that happened is because these people brought their personal issues into the work environment, you know, to people who didn't really know how to address them. And it's like, had they kept their stuff, like I said, keep, you know, home at home and keep work at work. Um, I think we would not have had, you know, half the conflicts or near fights that we had in, the, in that particular work environment. Yeah, it's almost like you got to live like, you know, two separate lives almost. You, know, yes. you got to have mm-hmm. your work life, you got to have your home life. And exactly. It's kind of like, you know, having having two separate families. You know, you never yes. want those to meet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. know. I like I like the chaos, so I I like to mix my group sometimes and keep the survivors. You know, <laughs> you know, job site conflicts are always going to come, whether you want them or not. I think it's like how we manage them is is is, is really important more than anything else. But you know, before we you know wrap up, um, do you have any closing comments or final thoughts as far as it's concerned? I think like it, depending on the the size of the conflict, like if it's if it's a if it's a uh, a work cause conflict like mm-hmm. the HVAC guy is putting his register here and your smoke detectors right next to it, don't involve people that don't need to be involved. That and you don't have to go to your boss and tattle on every single little thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the person you want to you want to talk about like personal conflict on a job site. That that will get it there. If you're that yes. person that goes to the boss, oh, he called me a name. Um, you're you're <laughs> not you're not cut out for this industry. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, like then it goes back to the whole. You got to have thick skin if you're going to work in the trades, man. Like that's just that's not an option. You just have to get either have it naturally or grow by the end of your apprenticeship. And the worst thing that, that you can ever do is have your mother call your boss. <laughs> oh, dude. I, okay, so I need some backstory. We've all you had that this, guy. We've all had this, that guy. I haven't had that guy yet. I need, you haven't had I that need, guy? Oh, you no. will have that guy at some point. And it is hilarious. Because oh that, then they are the brunt of the jokes until they quit, and then also five years after they quit. <laughs> okay. Dude, if I had a helper come and tell me my mom said I couldn't go on that roof, I'd be like, okay, all right, okay, man, we're done. <laughs> like, like I, I'm just going home for the day. Like you, you've enti- like I'm. It's either that or I'm going to laugh so hard I fall off of this roof. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, yeah. I, I can't believe that's a thing that exists. Yeah, oh, it, is. it is, and it is hilarious. Yeah, because you know, you know, the guy says, you know, my my uh, my, my journeyman called me a bad name today. You know, that's what he tells his mother. His mother calls the boss. He said, "What kind of operation are you running over there?" Oh, well, sorry, Mrs. Johnson. We'll take care of that. <laughs> we'll take care of that. The next day, you know, he's burning the joke, like he said. Final thoughts, what? Dustin. Uh, it d- I mean, it's kind of simple. Don't don't be that guy that is, is, is the cause is the cause of all the conflict. Like, yeah, yeah. L- learn to have a cooler mind, you know, and just you know, sometimes you got to like walk away, take a couple breaths, and learn that you know, violence is not the answer to everything. It is the answer to certain things, mm-hmm. you know, especially aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to like. You have to learn to to find your calm before you address some of these issues that 
will you will find on a job site on almost a daily basis yes absolutely. you have to pick your battles mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. i would say that my final thought here is that every conflict whether um whether let's say every negative conflict whether it's caused by the gc or the customer or even inner trades or uh interpersonal and it's within the same trade or same uh company um if we decide to say we're going to pull the plug on somebody or we're going to tear up some drywall or we're going to try to make somebody else's life miserable as payback for whatever they did or didn't do to us at the end of the day it's our client that loses uh because they're paying to have a product uh produced whether it be a house a commercial building a build out or what have you um if the trades and the construction workers are fighting each other uh, all it does is makes things worse uh, for our clients so the better that we are at resolving conflict um or at least having productive conflicts uh every, everybody wins yeah and i think one thing is if you can if you can get to a point where you can start like predicting some of the things that commonly happen and you can point them out before they happen, yes absolutely you're going to be incredibly valuable to an employer absolutely that that is definitely the truth like avoiding conflict altogether is the ideal solution mm-hmm. but yeah. it's inevitable it's going to happen every mm-hmm. tuesday about five minutes before you have to put a clock in you know something bad happens and right (laughs) yep yep but then also you have to understand that uh it is also necessary only because like if the like the example you use where if you're trying to mount something in the bathroom as an electrician and the plumber wants to put his vent pipe in the same exact spot you know that's 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 conflict doesn't necessarily have to mean that it's got to blow up and be negative and you know turn into a fight it's just more or less hey mr plumber anyway you can put an offset here I don't know why they haven't figured that out yet. I don't know if I'm just some like genius and I'm unrealized or if well, there's a code reason why. Well, it's like two things, you know, fish can't see the water that they're swimming in. And so if I'm a plumber and all I know is, you know, all my pipes go straight up the wall. I need somebody to tell me, hey, you, you got you to put a little, a little curve in this thing every once in a while. <laughs> and you probably got to tell me that every single time, you know. <laughs> The plumber can't see the water through the water he's swimming in, man. We all know that. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and I believe electricians work pretty much the same way. You know, where we start drilling holes to run our wire, you know, obliviously drilling holes, not realizing that we just drilled a hole through something that was supposed to be finished carpentry. Or somebody like one of the rustic look in their house. And now we got a wire going through the joists. Rustic industrial tomato tomato. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but because it's like in uh, one project I'm working on right now, uh, we're using lasers to run MC cable because the client wants everything to be as straight as if we were running pipe. Oh, that just seems annoying. That, that but it's, like it, <laughs> yep. But I mean, it's, it's beautiful when it's done. But yeah, it, it is a pain in the neck at first. But until you get the swing, you know, and get the swing of it, you start shooting um, your brackets in, into the concrete deck above, um, and you just kind of get used to it. It's, it's, it's a nice thing. Yeah, I remember I was talking to a builder, and he said that he's gonna. We're, he's 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 building a house. He mm-hmm. wants to come do the wiring. It's his personal house. Mm-hmm. He said, "All you're gonna have to do is pull wire. I'm gonna set all the boxes. I'm gonna drill all the holes." And yep. all the holes are going to be lasered through all the exact same height. I'm like, yeah, nope, you wouldn't get that for. No matter how much you're paying me, you wouldn't get a laser out in the middle of the day to drill holes through studs you can't even see the inside of. 
Yeah, but you know, some people take pride in this roughing work. You, you know, especially yeah, people who want to, you know, they especially want to walk their house in between, the, you know, while the project's going on. You know, there's pride, and then there's insanity. Like when you're <laughs> when when you're not going to see it, <laughs> like there's a problem. Like if he was going to put like plexiglass instead of drywall, I, I get it, but he's not going to do that. So you're never going to see that wire again. But but if I have a house where I have hardwood oak floors and I'm painting them white. You know, do you want to question my insanity or do you want my money? I'm gonna question your insanity. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna question whether I actually could get the money or not. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, it, I, I would refuse that job just because oak's beautiful. You can't paint that. I've seen so many jobs where they paint the oak white, or oh, they paint in a particular color. People spend like 60, 70 grand on cabinets and then paint them. Yes. It's like mm-hmm. you just chose like the most beautiful hardwood and then put paint on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but then when it doesn't matter what wood it is, really. Like it really doesn't. If you're gonna paint it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I guess they want the durability of the oak or want to be able to say, Yeah, this is oak and we decided to paint it. Yeah. No, I couldn't be friends with that person. We no, there'd be that. personal conflict with that person. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and guess what? When they want the oak look back again, they're just going to tear them all out and get all brand new oak cabinets. Instead of sanding the paint off and staining it like it should have been originally? <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're going to kill some more trees for these cabinets. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to take out half the forest for some new cabinets. So that makes more sense. So I'd like to thank everybody for joining us for another podcast at Electrician U. Um, I'm your host, Brock Lancaster. We also had Matt Bergman uh, along with us, as well as um, uh, Dustin, or we know fake Dustin, or Moto Dude from our Discord server. And again, I'd like to encourage everybody to go to electricianu.com to see all the resources that we have available for helping you become an electrician if that's your life's dream, your life's goal. Even if you just want to edify your knowledge because you work in other trades, whether it's HVAC, plumbing, or what have you, and you just want to kind of get a different side of the trades, Electrician U is a great place to come because we have all types of resources, we have all types of training guides, we have online classes, and uh, we have a membership for $19.95 a month, which gives you uh, more in-depth access to our YouTube videos, to our class instructions, and um, even some of our practice tests that can help you with your test taking. And um, we encourage all of you to participate in our online forums, our social media platforms, and we have a YouTube channel where you can learn from our videos, but if you really want to get the best of what we have to offer, uh, membership has its advantages. So until next time, this has been the EU Podcast. We thank you for joining us. Thank you.